Welcome to your weekly Social Jack Influence Factory. Introducing your coaches, Dean Delisle, Kate Hassett, and Jackson Delisle. Hey, hey, crew, how you doing? Hey, hey good. Hey. How's it going? Awesome, awesome. I have Hot no day. idea. I have no idea. Um, it was funny. I had this delay on, and this bright screen came up, and I was like, uh-oh, we're on green screen. We have no idea how it happened. But welcome, everybody, to another episode in Factory, uh, where we're here to help you develop your influence every step of the way. Kate, how are you doing today? I am great. Coming off a nice long weekend. Yes, and uh, Jackson, doing well in there? Yeah, I'm pretty good. It's uh, it's a little hot outside, muggy. Um, can't wait for fall. Um, and also, some more and some more lattes. <laughs> what is that? Yes, yeah, pumpkin, pumpkin spice? spice latte. They have some other ones that I haven't tried yet. Well, I mean, I've tried them in past years, but not this year. Also, if you follow the show, we are on episode 33. Just <sighs> So we're getting up there. We're getting up yeah, there. Right on. We appreciate all that. And actually, our influencer today influenced you for your f first pumpkin latte of the season, right? Yeah. She was actually in Milwaukee and posted a picture on Twitter saying that she was looking for you know, a Starbucks. And she finally found one and got the pumpkin spice latte the day it came out. And I was typing up the agenda for the show. And I was like, I'm going to take a break and I'm going to go do that right now. So <laughs> Gotta very, influential. very influential. Very influential. So uh, Kate, if people want to play with us on social, where do they go? Yeah. So we'll be live tweeting this whole program on Twitter. Go figure at get social Jack using the hashtag influence factory. Um, also you can play with Sarah on Twitter and her, uh, her handle will be up in just a second. So make sure you check us out also on Facebook, Snapchat, Instagram, and LinkedIn using the handle social Jack. We're everywhere. So wherever you like to social, we'll be there too. Got it. Got it. Are we up on WeChat yet or not yet? No. Yeah, we have a profile. Um, no content yet. So don't follow us. Don't follow us there yet. But yeah. we'll let you know. But you can watch well, us. You, you, you can, can watch you us can, grow. Yeah, you can follow us and just stay tuned. So. Love it. Perfect. All right, all right. All right. All right, people. Remove some of those distractions because you're about ready to go on a great adventure with us today as we talk about helping you build your influence and things along the way. Um, and Carrie says he can see us growing already. Welcome, Kay. Hey, Jim, welcome back on today. So uh, so those of you that know how to play with us uh, in the uh, chat area or the questions area of the GoToWebinar taskbar, that's where you can ask your questions. Please don't do that while you're driving in the mobile app. We want you to just be focused on the road. But we do appreciate the fact that you can download a mobile app from GoToWebinar and listen to us. You can also dial in if you need to audio connection, it should be in your email, or you can click on the audio controls and switch to phone call, and it'll pop up this cool little number and access code, and you're in. So I know a lot of you listen that way. And a lot of you, we have engagement prizes for those of you who engage with us in the questions area. So <laughs> Gary's just really pressing it today. He wants to win. So, uh, so type in, this is the question of the day. Kate, do you know what I'm going to ask? I don't. You never tell me. It's not fair. It's a surprise. All right. So <laughs> the question of the day, and you can answer this on social media. What is your favorite fall 
beverage. I know I'm going to get some mix, mixed things on here, but your favorite beverage. So as we're getting into like fires, you know, in the fire pit, things like that. Carrie, beer is is the constant beverage, isn't it? It's not just fall <laughs> for you. So Jackson, is it pumpkin spice latte? What is it? Well, yeah, if we're talking non-alcoholic. It could um, be whatever. I didn't say either. No, nah, I know, but I'm saying it's two different categories because I'm not going to, you know, drink one of those on my way to work. You know what I mean? I'm not going to drink a beer on my way to work because I, if I get pulled over, it's going to anyway, be harder to explain. Beverage. Yeah, pumpkin spice latte or if we're talking alcoholic, then probably on Oktoberfest. But Ooh, you took mine. Kate, what do you got? I, I'm, I'm simple. I like to, uh, make all of my coffee Irish. That's what I like to do. So I'll do like Bailey's or I'll do like, you know, Bailey's and Jameson, or sometimes I'll do like rum chata, but I like to drink my normal warm coffee, but then make it special for fall. That's what I like to do. Ah, Roger says Sam's lager and I'm going to go with Oktoberfest myself. I'm yeah. a big Oktoberfest. Well, I can't, I can't agree with you, Kate. I don't like making my own coffee. Only because it just doesn't taste, it doesn't taste the same. It's not because, like, I've tried, and I'm like, it's just, it's missing that little thing, you know? Yeah, that you had to pay for somebody else to do it. That's what I, I, was, I was I was so. wanting some of the ladies to jump in here online with us today, and so Julie is selecting. I don't like pumpkin spice. I'm going to be honest. Uh, Julie is jumping in with a Manhattan now that we've gone alcoholic. There we go. So there's, yeah. Oh, here we go. Uh Let's see. Oh, Jim says Acer pineapple cider is his Ooh. new favorite. I don't know what that is, but we should I check. I do it like out. pineapple cider. Very oh, good. I didn't even know they made one. All right. Well, now that we're all thirsty for that drink. <laughs> uh, oh, Carrie's uh, Jackson go to coffee college. There you go. Mm -hmm. <laughs> all right. Well, thanks, everybody. Sorry, those of you listening in cannot see those words coming in, but you can also play with us on to social media about this. So. Uh, yeah, and if you if you're driving and you cannot uh, engage with us now, uh, feel free to engage with us throughout the week. We'll we'll be happy to answer any of your questions then. Yes, so. anything to help you build your influence, even if it's hot beverage related. Uh, so, <laughs> with that being said, Jackson, if they want to tune in, where do they go? Uh, you can tune in on uh, to watch the recording. You can go to YouTube. Our uh, We have a playlist of all of our episodes on there, so make sure to check that out, as well as on iTunes. You can listen to it uh, along with Google Play, Spreaker, Stitcher, SoundCloud. So make sure to check those out. I don't even know what you just said, but it sounds interesting. So <laughs> I don't even know half those channels. I'm feeling old right now. All right. Thank you, Jackson. All right. So Social Jack members, remember you can catch each and every episode along with tools and other great downloads in the Social Jack uh, system. Please just log in and make sure you pick those up. So if you need those worksheets, um, things from Kate's influencer class at Social Media Strategy Summit, uh, we have a new uh, influencer class being developed now and some new tools there. So make sure you pick those up and use those as you develop your influence. Uh, so with that being said, oh, also there's discounts because we have a lot more classes that are coming up. So you guys spoke and we're just getting ready to release the uh, uh, waiting list on our class. So I'm going to put this up one last time. If you want to be on the waiting list for one of these classes, I'm going to go ahead and put this up real quick.
So uh, a couple of events that we have coming up, we have event influencer marketing to fill your next event. So to boost attendance, engagement, and sponsorships, that'll be Thursday, September 13th at 11 a.m. Central Time. So with that being said, um, we'll go ahead and make sure, as always, that you guys are automatically registered so you can get the recording and all the goodies uh, related to that. We also have How to Rock Your Personal Brand Online coming up Thursday, September 27th. Uh, we'll make sure that you guys are all included in that as well. Uh, but you'll also get a link so you can invite your friends. And then how to convert connections to clients, five steps to monetize your network. If you want to uh, come out and visit us live at an event, we'll be at the next one is Blockchain Summit Chicago, Friday, October 19th. Those of you interested in discount or free passes, please contact us directly or put in the chat here and we'll make sure we get you all set up. So we have the news coming up, our influencer news. Kate, I apologize, I don't have any visuals on this and I have to really work it, but uh, are you taking the 12 social media management tools? I am, I have the first one um, and there's an awesome infographic with it. So it'll be sent up in the follow-up email. This article comes to us from Social Media Today 12 management tools to help maximize your digital marketing efforts. So kind of really hot in the news recently has been some automation tools, automation on social media, which kind of just gets a bad rap because people think it's going to be spammy, it's going to be robots. Um, but these are some tools that really help bring the human connection to your social media, while, you know, posting organic content more effectively, listening more effectively, which is something we're always continually talking about. And so there's 12 really good tools. You're going to have to do some research, of course, taking into account your budget and what you're really looking for. Some on the list um, are Buffer, which can help you manage your accounts and performance. Um, and another thing I really liked about this article was that a lot of these tools now are helping you do analytics and listening, which is, is kind of different. Before we saw there was a tool for scheduling, there's a tool for analytics, there's a tool for this, and now they're kind of all encompassing. So if you're still using more than one, um, it's now it's a really good time to kind of try to combine your efforts. Um, also on the list that I thought was awesome was Meet Edgar. It lets you post and then save posts for future posts. So if you come up with something and then you end up scratching it to do something ad hoc, um, you can save something for the future. So I like that a lot. Um, one they didn't mention though that I love is Social Report. We recently made the switch from Hootsuite to Social Report and I think it's one of the most underrated um, scheduling platforms that also includes analytics and some other things. So definitely check that out. But we want to hear from you guys. If you have a favorite tool, uh, automation tool, scheduling tool, type it into the comment box so we can check it out as well. And yes. check it out in the follow-up email if you're shopping around right now. Yeah. And is it, is it true too that um, Facebook is still not allowing any of these tools to really post or any third-party tools? They'll let you post, but they won't let you. Well, okay, so Facebook won't let you tag to businesses. So we we did a social jack minute a couple weeks ago on how to get around that. If you want to check that out, you can schedule straight through Facebook. And then also now Facebook has changed again to where you can't schedule in a third party from a personal account. So you cannot schedule your content out 
through a third party. It has to be organic, but social jet can. So they're changing a lot. Got it. Thank you so much. Jackson, sorry, you only have 60 seconds to cover new test shows. Retweeting your own tweets can boost engagement. Ready? Go. Okay, so speaking of Buffer, Buffer did a study uh, where they retweeted a bunch of their old tweets, uh, and they showed that it is beneficial to retweet uh, your best-performing tweets. It it takes tweets that you tweeted, a, a, you know, let's say you tweeted something three months ago, and now you're basically reminding people, so maybe it's relevant still, or it's uh, it's become relevant again and you know this was uh this was really cool and i thought it was uh uh, really amazing the way that they uh up to on some of their engagement statistics on these retweeted uh tweets of theirs they got uh up to uh 210 percent increase on engagement on some posts which i thought was really cool so they doubled the engagement statistics that they had before uh, on top of that, uh, they had an average of 122% more impressions, 87% more engagement overall, and 90% more link link clicks. And uh, they had three tweets, including video, and those had an average of uh, 92% boosted views. So I thought that was really cool. It's a real great way to repurpose your own content. And uh, you know, like I said, let's say you're sharing an article, things like that. Now you're bringing that back and putting that in front of people once again. So it's a really cool way. So definitely uh, one thing to be uh, aware of, though, is that Twitter says not to post. Uh, if you're running multiple accounts, uh, make sure you're not posting the exact same content on three different accounts because then it becomes spammy and that was in their new uh their february update that they made earlier in the year they uh wrote that into their algorithm so yep so they'll be they'll be catching that and putting you in uh, what do they call that twitter jail or whatever twitter jail yeah. well i know i know they have facebook jail they probably have twitter jail you'll be suspended your account will be suspended that's what it is yeah so well, and also they'll suspended. punish you from popping up on other people's twitter feed that's right yeah, yeah they, they basically yeah. say your content instagram, is not yeah. relevant yep instagram does that a lot too so all right so thank you guys so much um so much for that news uh we're gonna go ahead and uh, have a quick lesson and then we'll bring our guest on so real quick question of the day is are you a business influencer it's up on your screen click really quick that counts for engagement i uh, also want to acknowledge uh, i see james feldman on for the first time in a while welcome back james always good to have uh, people returning to the program so thank you so um Interestingly enough, uh, 20% of you uh, that voted, and a lot of you voted, so this is good. You guys are really on it today. Um, So uh, real quick, uh, our 60-second lesson is, uh, first of all, you're all influencers. Those of you that said not sure, uh, you're all influencers. So everybody that's here, you know, just like we, our guest, uh, Sarah, who's coming on here in just a minute, um, 
she influenced uh, even uh, Jackson in some things as he was doing some research on her and Kate as well. She had an influence on how they thought about social media and how they looked at healthcare and social media and, and things like that. So we really want to make sure that you understand that whether you're just emailing or you're on social media, you're just on phone calls, it doesn't matter. There's no just in it. You are absolutely an influencer. And the quick lesson today is really be authentic and genuine. Make sure that when you're putting things up on social media, uh, you're genuine about what you say. Remember, it's a conversation, not an advertisement. Leave that for the marketing folks. So super important to, to think about, you know, in terms of every time you post or make a comment, it's not a solicitation, okay? We can save that for marketing. So I uh, want to introduce our guest today, Sarah Scroggins. Um, she's here in the Midwest. She's a Midwesterner with us. I love this hat. Um, she played rugby, rugby and badminton in high school. And, uh, and so they were state champs in rugby. Uh, people say she's extremely lucky. She wins contests. So if you uh, want to, you know, run down to the casino with her, or whatever, I'm sure uh, you want to have her by your side and <laughs> doing that. Um, Cause she's uh, gotten an all expenses uh, paid trips to Vegas. Uh, she loves dogs, has two pups, Tink and Bella. And she's worked in healthcare pretty much uh, her whole career uh, for over 10 years. So, uh, Sarah, welcome on today. Okay. Here I am. Hi. Ta -da. <laughs> How you doing? Here. Good. I'm great. Thanks so much for having me today. Wait, so you won two all-expense paid trips? Yes. It's crazy. I literally, and it was calling into the radio, caller number 12, both times. Come on. Number 12? So 12... If you follow so numerology, that's your number, yeah. Yes, I play that in roulette every time. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God, that's yeah. too doggone I know, it, it is crazy. And so I, I say now I try to rub my luck on other people. So sometimes when I'm with people, you know, I was just in an event last week, and, and one of my colleagues was like, I only won because you were with me. And I'm like, good. I want people to feel feel the love. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. So uh, real quick, you met Kate earlier and she uh, she was on radio, uh, still is uh, um, uh, more on the DJ side of radio. And then I was on WLS talk radio for quite a few years. So it's just funny how we run those contests and we would have people that would win in, you know, multiple times. And we're like, yeah. how did they get that? You know, it's like. <laughs> I still don't understand it. And I, I met some of the, the DJ personalities and they're like, that is literally crazy. Like, and it was about a year apart as well. Um, so, so yeah, it's, it's definitely a, a claim to fame for me. And, and the radio station definitely knew my name. <laughs> it was funny too. <laughs> Um, yeah, I uh, I won once out of, uh, I don't know, probably 30 years of trying, but most times when I'm calling, I get that busy signal or, you know, the yeah, busy yeah, signal. Yeah. All right. So, I will say it all, you know, it's, it's great um, research as well. That's one thing I tell people, you know, we run a lot of contests on social. And so I'm like, it's great research too for me to enter into them. So if I win along the way, that's helpful too. Yeah, you get good ideas. Yeah. Um, and, and rugby, I mean, come on. Yeah, that makes I you know. a bad. That makes you a badass. Like I am not I, messing with you at all. I'm definitely not, and it definitely <laughs> shocks people. Um, but it was a lot of fun. I mean, I still remember, you know, how to get into the the scrum. Um, I think that's what they call. It. I can't even remember now. I only played one year, and I played badminton one year. It was different years. Um, 
definitely don't think I'd ever do it again, but it was fun. <laughs> interesting, interesting. And so, and then uh, one of your pups is named Tink. We have a Bella too, but Tink, is that related to a trip that you took or something that inspired you with Tinkerbell or? You know, it, it definitely came from Tinkerbell. And I think, you know, we had, we had Bella already. She's 12 and now Tink is two. Um, so we already had Bella. And then when we got Tink, we're like, oh, it kind of works together a little bit. Tinkerbell, Tink and Bella. Um, and my, my dental, dental hygienist actually suggested the name and we went with it. So <laughs> crazy, crazy. Yeah. So, so you've been in healthcare for 10 years or around yeah. healthcare. So, um, and I told you I'm fairly new to it at least the last five years because of a couple yeah. of our clients doing our social selling course. But so how did you transition I mean, were you, did you start in marketing or social media or did you, is that pretty much where you started? Yeah, yeah. So I, I originally started just, you know, I was like, I, wa I want to do communications in some way, shape or form. So when I, I first got out of college, I, I worked at a, a small nonprofit that did social services and, and, and healthcare um, as well. And so there I really did a number of things, I was doing a little bit of social. I did internal comms, PR. Um, kind of all of these things. And I was always kind of drawn to social media and PR um, specifically. And so when I, I came to Advocate, um, I worked specifically at one of our hospitals and, and did um, PR and marketing. And again, I was always kind of doing social media within um, my work and then um, transitioned to, to the social role about four years ago. Um, but yeah, I just now I really can't imagine not being in healthcare, um, which is, is interesting. And I, I know it's not the most exciting field, um, but it really is. It, and it can be, um, it's, it's always changing, it's evolving. Um, so many innovations coming out of healthcare that, that makes it exciting to, to talk about. Um, so yeah, that's kind of me in a nutshell of where I got here. <laughs> yeah, and then you also, uh, you also teach at Xavier, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's St. Xavier, so it's in it's in Chicago. Um, that kind of came about a few years ago, and um, writing is kind of I feel like at the base of my passion for a lot of the work, and so um, I get to keep you know teach students you know kind of basics of of journalism and what it's like to write for the web specifically. Um, you know, when we think about all the different you know facets, whether it's video and and how it all really works together with social and PR and all of those things. But, you know, at the core of it is always this kind of really great writing knowledge. Um, and it, it's so different, you know, when we think about the way people communicate these days. Um, you know, we were talking, I, I just, you know, I basically, when they walk in, I say, what you just learned in your English class or all these other classes, you're throwing it all out the window and we're writing short copy to the point. Um, you know, your papers are going to be longer than two pages max um, in this class. And they all are like, oh, we were, our friends thought that this was a, a class where we had to write so much. I'm like, well, you're writing a lot. It's just different. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so, yeah. Wait, what's the name of it again? It's electronic. It's called electronic journalism. Um, trying to change it. So we said maybe multimedia journalism, digital journalism, but it's in that realm. <clears throat> And that's going to evolve and change by next year again, right? That's oh, totally. Uh, yeah, um, even within the last three years. I mean, I change mm -hmm. my, I have the basis of my course, but I really change it every year. Sometimes I change it every week. Then I'm like, what's trending? You know, what's new? We, we talk a lot about what's trending every week and, and base our stories off of that um, and really want them to, to, especially as communications majors, you know, being 
opening their eyes to new forms of, of professions as well is, is important for me um, when I talk to them too. So. I know. I'm just thinking about our college interns that are listening in, and I've got Jackson and Jen and a whole bunch of folks on the team here, and they're probably going, thank God that we're having a great yeah. professor out there that is teaching yeah. current stuff, because I think that's, yeah. uh, that's a challenge today. Yeah. Um, so I, you know, I came out of uh, Merrill Lynch and, and, you know, banking side of things, and we've always had to wrestle with that compliance thing around social media. So mm -hmm. I'm always curious as I started, um, you know, doing just our social selling in healthcare, I had to, I had to learn about social media and compliance a little bit and what was involved mm -hmm. with that. How is that, or give us a, give us a peek from the inside of how that's changed and evolved. Has it loosened up? You know, what do you, what are you seeing on the inside? Yeah, you know, I think I think for us, what's great is that we are always trying to push the envelope in healthcare. So we're really trying to be on the forefront of things. So we know that we can't put a lot of barriers on our ourselves when it comes to marketing and, and social media. Um, so we're lucky in that our CMO really believes in in that and really, you know, opening the doors for us to try new things and, and really um, do the best we can in the social space with healthcare. Um, and so for us, I mean, first and foremost, I mean, obviously patient privacy is one of the, the biggest things that we have to comply with. Um, and, and, you know, following the, the legal, you know, getting signatures and, you know, allowing, you know, for us to tell their story. Um, that's really our first and foremost, you know, piece, you know, we can't tell a story if we don't have permission. So I would say for us, you know, when we're telling stories on social, that's our, our biggest piece we have to, to comply with. I mean, you know, we know there's an envelope, you know, you can only go so far in healthcare, you can't joke around about healthcare. Um, so that's definitely something we always have to keep in mind when we're, we're sharing content, like, a, you know, we can be fun, but not necessarily funny um, most of the time. Um, and then the other pieces too, you know, we have all of these people who work for us, you know, now 70,000 people, um, wow. you know, we want them to be on social media and engage with us, but we also know that they're doing the important work, you know, during the day. And so how do we get them to, to work with us and say, you know, here's what you can share. Here's how this is a part of, you know, kind of your, your, your duty as a, an employee to be kind of an ambassador. Um, but also know that there's some lines that they have to, especially as a, a caregiver and a, a nurse or physician, that they have to follow much more than we do when we sit in the office. Wow. So then do you have them sign, uh, is it um, special releases or anything? Or how do you, you know, how do you, how do you control that side of it? Yeah. So, um, so on the patient side of things, they do have release forms, you know, in order to share their story. And, and we do that sometimes even with our team members as well to say, Hey, you know, we want to share more about you and how you saved this person's life or, you know, about your day to day. Um, but then on the flip side, you know, for, if we want them to be an ambassador, we do have guidelines and say, here's, you know, what we're really looking for. And, and just internally, we have these kind of expectations, these behaviors that we want our employees to have. And so we say, that's the same. If you're going to be on social media, if you're going to be representing the brand or talking about us, this is how we, you know, you should act and, and, you know, be in the, in the social space, maybe even more than you are in person as well. So do you do that by selecting, you know, do you, do you identify select people 
and train them and groom them for this? Or is it, you know, sometimes there's just natural rock stars. How do you determine who plays in the space? Yeah, I think it's actually a little bit of both. So we definitely see the rock stars, you know, especially from the, the back end of social, we get to see who's engaging with us. And um, we know that there's those people out there. Uh, but I think too, it's also on the flip side of who are those engaging people in the organization that are just engaging with their, you know, their teams, with their units and, and really kind of more engaging on the personal side and, and team. Um, and then how do we take that and then say, okay, now we want you to be this kind of internal, you know, internal and external ambassador. Um, so we really look to leaders and say, you know, who on your team, you know, represents these things, who would be, you know, really good at this and, and sharing the messages. Because um, not only do we want them to share the messages externally, but also, again, kind of take those messages and be like, hey, team, like, did you hear we have this going on across the organization? is happening today or you know whatever it may be to kind of share it word of mouth as well right beyond social so this i'm going to do because i'm interested for my class that i teach uh in grad school for career so um so i'd imagine that you're helping them with some level of storytelling as well and giving them some of those basic fundamental skill sets so what kind of an impact do you see like now and what impact do you see down the road that this has on their career for them being really an employee advocate for the company? Yeah, I mean, I think that it's, it's great for their own personal growth. That's one of the things that we actually kind of boast about the benefits of the program that not only are you more informed, but again, it's kind of giving you this almost like, I mean, yeah, you, 100% you can put it on your resume for sure, but then also you know, you are really, um, you know, kind of taking it to the next level where you are, you know, you can share with your colleagues, you're kind of being a leader then to share this information, you're a leader on, online to share about the organization. So I think that even those little things help them grow. Um, and so I think that it, it definitely helps. I mean, it, it opens up them to a whole new world. Um, I was just talking to a colleague the other day that I had never met before. I heard he was an excellent champion at one of our hospitals. He's like the manager of a, like our cardiac cath lab. And I never would have thought that he was so excited. He was asking me all the right questions, like, tell me about the strategy of this program. And I mean, he was ready to go and, you know, excited to just learn about how he can make that impact with his team and, and, and at his hospital that he works at. And, and so it, it kind of took me by surprise, but it was exciting to know that he actually cared about these things and wanted to know more versus just, okay, I'll be your ambassador. Um, he really wanted to, to take time to learn even more higher level about it. Which is cool. Yeah, so what's interesting about this is employee advocacy has been out now, what is it, feels like five, six years, or maybe it's mm -hmm. a year and it just feels like five or six years. But yeah. in, in doing that, what happens, um, what happens when you get people that are that are doing it wrong or go off brand or anything like that? Is there mechanisms or is that listening or how do you treat that? Yeah, and I think that's always that's especially in healthcare. I think that was kind of the the hesitancy to us starting this program. And it's still very right. you know in its infancy. We have about eighty people in it right now, which again compared to seventy thousand, still very small. Um, but we're really kind of in that testing phase and rolling it out. You know. Because I kind of keep saying, I'm like, we have all of our, our PR and marketing folks within the program right now and some administrative type people, you know, who sit at desks. Um, and I'm like, this program is 100% not for us. <laughs> um, and so it's really trying to get, you know, in the in the palm of the hands of our, our 
you know, folks that, you know, on the ground and doing the, the amazing work across the organization. Um, but yes, on the flip side, that's the scary part. And I think that that's where, you know, as a learning that we've really seen that it, it is a barrier to, to making sure that, you know, people are complying with, you know, our policies and, and, you know, not tweeting on their, you know, while they're working or if they're not on a lunch break or, you know, whatever it may be. Um, so we definitely monitor that. And I think, you know, about the guidelines, that's one thing that we kind of say, you know, here's what we're looking for and you can be, you know, removed at any time. Um, but, but I think the other hard part is that a lot of times we don't know about the, the things that are happening. I mean, we know that there's good and bad happening right now. Um, you know, right. about their job or talking about a bad day or, you know, something that happened. And we know that that's happening. And, and we know that, I mean, there's freedom of speech and there's things that then also violate policy if they're talking about a patient or, you know, whatever it may be. Um, so we monitor it. But I would say a lot of times we don't see it unless somebody comes to us and, and tells us about it. Um, Got it. Yeah. yeah, that's what I was because I know we talked earlier, and no matter how much we're responsible for rolling things out. And, you know, we've heard this from, you know, Ellie and others that we've had on the program. It's just sometimes tough to do all this with with the resources that we have. You know, it's almost totally. like how many people work for you guys? 70,000. Just 70,000? <laughs> yeah, that's it. And so do you have a ratio of like one of you to every 25 people or... Yeah, yeah. One per uh, 20,000, I would say. There you go. Wow. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Well, kudos to you for that. Um, I'm always wondering, too, you know, and uh, we'll welcome some questions in here. We have a couple starting to come in. Um, but in terms of, uh, you know, the the people that are involved on the inside, and you started to go here, and I'm always curious, how do you determine which areas of the company to pick or, you know, is that, or do you just, do you just go after individuals or do you say, you know, it's really good to have customer care in here or it's, you know, is, is it that strategic or how, how do you look at that? Yeah. So we, you know, we definitely started with, you know, our, our go-tos, you know, of course, PR and marketers, you know, hundred percent, they should be, you know, sharing. Don't have to train them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Not a lot of training. Um, and then we did look at, you know, who are folks that we know could benefit immediately and probably catch on a little faster. Um, you know, HR recruitment, folks like that. Yeah. Um, and then we said, you know, who are, you know, we tried actually with one of our, our smaller hospitals that's in central Illinois, um, because we know that's just a great place to reach people. Um, even in small communities, so, you know, everybody's on social, you know, as much as people say, you know, oh, well, the older demographic or, you know, people in, you know, small towns, like, no, they might actually be on it more. Um, and so we've kind of piloted it with, with certain groups and just really engaged people that were recommended to us. Um, so we started with about 20 people from one of our, our hospital sites. Um, and now we're actually moving on to our, our next kind of one of our flagship hospitals. Um, because now we're like, okay, we're, we're hitting the ground running. We really want to get the folks that, you know, this program is meant for. Um, so we did kind of pick and choose, um, in the beginning, but now we're kind of like, you know, we need the frontline staff. We need these folks in the program, those engaged people. Um, and again, it, it really comes from recommendations from other people, whether it be HR, senior leaders and things like that, that say, Hey, this person would be great at this program and they already are an ambassador. So here's how we take it to the next level. Right. And I would think I was surprised because we, we handle basically 
you know, micro influencers in the B2B space. <clears throat> and what we were interested in is to see, uh, I think we had some chiropractors, doctors, uh, other uh, dentists come in, in and, and come into us. And I was just surprised to see how many were so willing to, to put themselves out there. But then these are also the ones that are speaking at conferences and things like mm -hmm. that. So do you, so do you support a whole realm of that for them when you get them engaged or is it more just, you know, serving the content that goes out? Yeah. So I think initially, you know, right now it's more about serving the content and the information. Um, but I think we definitely want it to evolve and, and how is it a two-way conversation as well? We, we encourage that also. Um, but I think to your point, kind of when you think about people going to conferences, especially with physicians, um, I mean, they want that engagement. They, they want the marketing. Um, so we have a number of physicians that are, are already their own influence, influencers in their own realms. Um, so now how do we use that and say, yeah, you yeah. know, and vice versa. And, and we want it to benefit them. I mean, they're the, the core of our business, right? So so how do we um, work with them as, as a partnership versus, yeah, just here you go, here's here's the content, but but how do we, you know, partner with them to then not only create the content and share their their knowledge or their their influence. Um, so that's definitely an area that we, you know, want to continue to grow in as well with physicians. Yeah, on on average, you know, as you're bringing folks along on this journey with you, is there anything that stands out that, um, you know, that the, you know, that seems like you're surprised that they need more training on than others, you know, just where you're like, wow, I didn't think we would have to do as much training on this piece of it. Is there any, are there any of the pieces that make, that jump out at you? Um, I think it's the idea of, so, so we, we get them in and we're, you know, pushing content. And one of, I think the big things that we've learned as well is, you know, we want people to, to write it in their own words, um, and really share it from their own voice. And I actually think that they're struggling with that, um, in that they want it kind of served, you know, they want it to be easy, which is great. And we write it, you know, that's, that's personal and, and, you know, for them to push it out. Um, but on the flip side, you know, we think that they need, a, you know, probably a little more training on just like how, uh, maybe that kind of two-way piece too of saying, you know, we want this from you as well. Like give us feedback, give us, you know, uh, update your content or, or tell us what we can share about the work that you're doing. You know, that's what we want. Um, cause I think for the most part, the, you know, pushing it out and connecting accounts and kind of the technical side of it. I think they have that down. I think it's just that other side of things that we hope will evolve and kind of grow with the program as well. Yeah, that's, that's huge. I think um, it's interesting. I think you heard my, my micro lesson in the beginning, but it's uh, one of the biggest challenges we see is that people forget that social media is a conversation. And mm -hmm. so to teach them that digital conversation is yeah. really not so different. It's not this totally. separate thing. Yeah, that's so true. Yeah, so, uh, but that's that's one of the things that we seem that uh, people just tend to forget. So are you uh, are you able to share with us maybe some of the tools that you're using on the back end to manage uh, social media and then as well as the people, you know, and the content? Yeah, yeah. So, so we're using, um, so I think I mentioned this. So now that we have uh, merged our two organizations, we're both on very different social media platforms. Um, and that's one thing we have to work towards and, and figure out. Um, but I think the big one, you know, for us and in, in, in healthcare is the reputation management piece. Right. 
So, you know, monitoring, um, responding quickly, um, you know, to reviews and things like that. So we use a program for that. So review trackers, um, and that's a program that we're using to, you know, respond quickly. Again, that's, that's one of our priorities, but then, you know, figuring out how we work with, you know, we're not the ones solving these problems. So really right. you know, right. having a program that helps us work with others who can help solve the problems is, is important for us. Um, and on the advocacy side, we're, we're using Hootsuite um, ambassador program, which is great. They have a, an app and, and that makes it super simple also. Um, but I think one of the other things we're kind of going through right now is when we think about communications and now communicating with what once was 35,000 at each organization, now we have the 70,000. So how do we communicate with these people and how does it all work together? Um, you know, if it is internal comms, you know, is there a program that kind of keeps it all together? Do they integrate and, and all of those things? So those are some of the things we're, we're working through right now. Yeah, good old 2019's coming up, right? So yeah. <laughs> put those things in the budget, <laughs> those new yeah. tools. Exactly. So in terms of uh, just, uh, well, actually, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to jump in with one of these questions here. So um, when I was talking with Kate earlier, uh, she's like, well, Sarah's really on a mission to figure out how to make healthcare more fun. So in terms of doing that, what have you discovered um, along the way? You know, you mentioned contests before, and Ed was mm -hmm. chimed in here and said, uh, we know she loves contests. What's the best contest that you love to hold online? So we'll start with that. Yeah, yeah. So, and I think that that actually is one of the ways that we try to make healthcare fun. Like, again, we want it to be, you know, create interactions. Like, you know, you you only go to healthcare, of course, either when you need it, you know, hopefully you're getting annual checkups and, and things like that. Um, but, you know, we also want to be kind of this, this health resource of sharing information and, again, keeping people engaged with us. Um, so we're fortunate in that we have um, some really great partnerships with the Chicago sports teams. Um, so that's a great way to get people engaged. Um, and, and, you know, of course, we always relate it back to healthcare in some way, shape or form or, or education in, in that sense. Um, so, so some of the fun things that we, we have the opportunity to promote are those partnerships, you know, providing experiences for people. So, you know, right now we're hosting a, a contest to get people to come join us on our, our twin day at Wrigley Field. So, um, yeah. you know, share your stories. You know, did you have some twins that were born in Navigate Hospital and um, getting some really great entries. So not only is that great content then that we can then share, um, but then also we're getting, you know, that opportunity. And again, it's two way to interact with our, our patients, our consumers, our communities and invite them to join us. Um, so those are some fun contests. And, and even then we, you know, we'll say, take a, a health poll and be entered to win, you know, a spa prize pack, you know, or we're doing, you know, even if it's something as silly as like, you know, how long does a heart scan take? You know, is it the amount of a Grey's Anatomy episode or, you know, whatever it might be. So, so educational, but then also fun. And then you're entered to win, you know, something that relates to, you know, either relaxing or maybe it's just an Amazon gift card um, and things like that. So it's tiny steps to, to build that relationship. Um, and so we, we typically try to do sweepstakes contests once a month. I think we have three running right now. We don't know how that happened. Um, but they all have to do with our, our sports partnerships and then also kind of back to school, kind of fun for moms and, and things like that. So those are great. Yeah, that's that's super cool. So any uh, any cool stories since you're getting to deal with uh, the Cubs and 
the bears and all these folks uh have you is that is that something that that there's a team members that do that or you get to interact with them directly yeah so we we get to interact directly um we have a great um sports partnerships team um and then they or i guess i should say there's one person um she's a team of one that that rocks it um so we kind of are are, are her team you know that works you know i kind of say i'm like if we didn't have social would anybody really know about right. these partnerships i mean really i'm like you know so i'm like we are there you know live sharing at, at all of our events and inpatient activations and things like that um so we've had a lot of cool opportunities that we can provide for our patients and so we really strive to show that on social, whether it's through video, live sharing, tweeting, Instagram stories, um, things like that. And then, you know, working with partners as well, that they're sharing it on their social channels that, of course, have national global reach, um, which makes it very exciting for us as well. Um, we recently had, um, you know, a couple of years ago, uh, one of the, the Cubs players met one of our patients um, in the hospital um, while I was there, formed a connection. We were able to get them together at spring training um, a year and a half ago. Um, surprised them again at Wrigley Field for his 11th birthday, or his 10th birthday. Um, and then just last week we did um, another surprise where, where Wilson Contreras from the Cubs surprised Daniel at his school, um, it's a special needs school. So it was you know just a great community thing as well that you know Advocate was able to say, hey, we're because of our partnership, we're bringing Wilson together with Daniel, but also surprising all these kids. And um, Caitlin, who's on my team, did a phenomenal job, to, you know, blasted a Facebook Live that we did like a 40 minute, which ended up being way longer than we thought, but it was super well received. We promoted it ahead of time. The parents got to watch it who weren't at the school with the kids. Um, so it was just a great way. And, and you know, it, obviously media, it was it picked up everywhere, but but the social piece of it was was so strong for that, 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 you know, it just was phenomenal all around for our team members to be able to watch it, but then also families, our consumers, and to see that connection that we helped make happen and then share it on social. Yeah, that's amazing. That's how I caught it, it was on Facebook. Uh, I think it was a Facebook Live you said, right? Yeah, yeah. 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 Awesome. So it was, uh, it was an alert. And what's interesting, it's because I was following the Cubs, but then I was now connected to you guys because of that. Yeah, so it yeah. was a yeah, super cool story, super cool. Um, little really quick on the fact that, you know, we do a ton of streaming. We're streaming right now for those of you that are watching live. So as we see this changing and now all of a sudden our world of uh, binge watching and the world is changing because all the regular programs that we'd normally go to television or even sports. Uh, in fact, my favorite uh, sports wrap up of the Cubs every day is actually featured on Facebook TV on their broadcast mm -hmm. channel. And you can't get it anywhere else. So it's it's an interesting yeah. dynamic of watching this. How do you see that playing in with healthcare and and hospitals? Do you see this? Uh, you know that that it's gonna it's gonna have even more of a role, or is it more educational? What are you seeing? Any trends in there? Yeah, you know, and that's one of the things that you know. I remember when IGTV came, first came out, and we we're like, oh my, this is awesome! Like, what can we do with this? And then we're like, well. Let's, let's take a pause and kind of think about how this is, would work for us, you know, and, and, you know, we talk about resources again. I mean, we, you know, having the resources to have consistent content or a series and things like that, that is interesting. That's going to keep people coming back. Um, you know, that's what we're trying to figure out. I mean, I think that um, 
you know, we, we've always talked about like what, you know, let's do a Facebook live with a physician where he's answering questions and, you know, all of that. But a lot of times we know people may not be watching it until later um, or, or maybe listening it, you know, to it on their on drive to work or, you know, whatever it might be. And so we're, we're still trying to figure out, I think, a lot of those things for healthcare. Um, obviously, video is very important to us, right. um, but finding the right video and really getting people on board with that kind of social video. We've worked really hard to kind of get to that point within our organization to say, hey, you know, one, obviously video is very important, but we need to think about video in a much different way. You know, yes, it's great to do a patient video, but are we gonna get the results that we want out of that the way that we were doing three minute patient videos years ago? Um, Not really gonna work right now. So, So thinking about content in a whole different way and. Um, and definitely, you know, again, like not jumping into things until we really know we would have the infrastructure to support it, but then also that consistent content. Um, so, so we definitely think about it um, and, and, you know, kind of see, you know, what's a thoughtful strategy behind maybe a Facebook watch or an Instagram um, live or, or whatever it may be. Because um, again, healthcare, yeah, it's not, you know, the most exciting thing to talk about on a daily basis. Uh, but looking for those opportunities all the time, of course. Um, so we'll see where that goes. Yeah, and to and to keep the uh, not overproduced feel to it and the piece mm-hmm. of authenticity in there, because I've yeah. seen what people are grabbing into. Like when I saw that Wilson Contreras piece, it was interesting because it didn't feel like it was scripted at all. I don't know what happened behind the scenes, but it was so authentic yeah. and genuine of seeing the surprise look on their faces on the kids. Yeah, and, yeah. And, so that was yeah, great. and that's what was great. I mean, it, you know, and that's what we were happy that we we heard a lot of feedback that you know this is raw and this is what was happening and you know and and that was what was so great about it and and just being you know there in person. Um, I definitely believe in that. You know, being live makes such a big difference from the social side, so you can capture that emotion. Um, you know, we you know on the advocate side, we're a team of two on the the Aurora side, and now coming together, so we have four whole people that are trying to capture all this great stuff happening across the organization. And um, that's one thing that we really say is that being in person, you know, talking to somebody and saying, what was your reaction to this? Or how did you feel? What is, what's your name and what's your background? And, and being able to share that versus, you know, we have some folks that might help us and say, oh, I took pictures at this event. And I'm like, well, how did they feel? What was their reaction? And, or what are their names? And things like all of those little things makes such a big difference, you know, when sharing stories on social. Right, absolutely. So are there certain um, marketers and folks that you follow that you get, you know, that you love, that you get your information from, or that you just, you know, sort of resonate with what they talk about? Are there any people that come to mind for you? Um, You know, I definitely, you know, within healthcare, um, there's a few folks, you know, Lee AC at Mayo Clinic is a great, um, influencer in the, in the healthcare space. But I mean, I really try to look outside of healthcare. I think especially with healthcare moving so retail, I think there's a lot of great folks in the Chicagoland area. Ryan Pena, who suggested me for this, this webcast, he's one of my, my favorites out there. And, um, you know, just, you know, again, really keeping up with um, just the trends and things out there. I think those are, are kind of some of my my top folks, but I, I take information wherever I can get it. So I, I love following, you know, the Neil Schaefer's of the world and, and, and folks like that. And, and that's always good stuff. 
Yeah, super cool. Well, we uh, and that's how we met, right? Through Social Media Strategy Summit. Yeah, so it was yeah. uh, super cool to to have you as part of that family too. And then to yeah. to and I and I think that was one of the big attractions is the fact that you didn't seem to be in this box. You know, we we saw it more in in finance because I think finance and banking came, you know, sort of freed up a little bit ahead of healthcare and then mm-hmm. healthcare uh, from the compliance side. But yeah. it's like uh, you're, you're looking outside the box, you're thinking outside the box. And I think that's, you know, that's what we're attracted to is the fact that I think you have to do that today to really play in today's game and and get out there and make a difference. So, yeah, definitely. Yeah, cool. All right. Well, we're going to uh, we're going to wrap up here. And uh, so one of the things that um, we want to do is is to uh, determine, um, you know, at the end here, we always uh, we always want to bring Kate and Jackson back up and, and listen to what they learned from you. And then, if everybody could type in, we always want uh, our listeners to be inspired by something that they heard that they're going to explore or that they're going to try on their own. So, um, real quick, I'm going to put a poll up here. Uh, let's see, a real quick poll, and then we'll bring Jackson and Kate on real quick uh, just to get a, a few thoughts of theirs. So, can you type in uh, everybody that's on with us today and just what are some of the things that resonated most? So, some people in here are saying they're going to they're going to listen to contests more, or they're going to oh no, they're going to actually no, they're actually going to try contests with their mm-hmm. uh, business. But somebody said they're going to play more contests here too. So, yeah, uh, there you go. So. Uh, uh, and somebody said they're going to try to win a trip to Vegas. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, I think it's I think uh, you helped inspire a lot of folks in here, too, that are talking about um, really getting the employees on board with uh, uh, truly being advocates of the brand, but not be in this rigid process. Um you know, that where it has to be. <laughs> Jimmy Z said he's going to bust out his badminton set this weekend. Uh, so there you go. Uh, let's see. Leonard chimed in here and said that his, uh, oh, about healthcare going retail. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Julie, digital journalism, dividing up content and to be in different places. So that's how she was inspired. So, Kate, what do you think about this? What, uh, what Sarah was talking about. I want to look into digital journalism as well as Julie, because um, I need some tips on how to communicate that kind of stuff to my team. So that's really <laughs> awesome. Um, but also on an employee advocacy side, like I love how you talked about you give them suggestions of things to post as opposed to just writing posts for them. I kind of think that that was that was genius, um, you know, because we can make content for people all day, but it's it's really just kind of, I think, changing the, the conversation to be like, we suggest that you post this. I think that's great. Yeah, for sure. Jackson, anything on your end you picked up? Uh, I really loved uh, what you said about um, when you were talking about your course, about how just anything you learned in like English or whatever, it's just, it's not really like not that it's not useful but it's just it's not useful like yeah you know i mean just throw it out the window you just want an excuse not to take more english exactly yeah, i've been speaking it for so long i think i'm fluent but um that's a little joke i have but i always use that on my counselor it never works yeah um, yeah no but i did like that i did because there are so many 
um, college professor or, you know, just instructors, any across the board that teach such outdated material and they don't look at, you know, what's going on now and how it's changing and mm-hmm. you know, just things like that, that'll help later on. You know what I mean? So that was really cool. So now I can see everybody is transferring to Xavier, right? So is that what I see? <laughs> Come on over. All right, Sarah. Well, next week we're going to have, uh, I don't know if you know Corey Padveen. Uh, he's been around for uh, quite some time. We actually met him, I think, six years ago at SMSS. But uh, he's the author of Marketing to Millennials for Dummies. So uh, that's that's his book. And then he's uh, really good with Google AdWords and Analytics. So uh, glad to have, have him on. Um, the uh, other thing, Jackson, is who's our uh, who's our winner uh, in the audience today in terms of uh, most engaged listener? Uh, most engaged listener, we have uh, James Feldman. <gasps> James, welcome. So uh, yeah, James, and he's welcome. he's actually in recovery. So um, you know, go. I know I know you don't drink coffee, James, but uh you know they got like scones and stuff that are good so enjoy those they got a little they like got little cupcake balls on a stick those are just those popping, are the you know what I mean? those are amazing so, so now we're promoting the menu if they're not a sponsor of this show by the end of the year i don't know what's happening so um, oh and, they, and uh, miriam says they have good white hot chocolate speaking of drinks she's she's bringing it back. oh and james loves chocolate he actually makes his own so make sure to check that out as well. So, he, Did you see Terry say that he's going to write a marketing to dummies book for millennials coming out soon? Oh, my gosh. All right. All right, Carrie. Keep it clean. Keep it clean. All right. And then, Jackson, do we have one more winner of uh, Starbucks? Uh, Starbucks. Yeah. You know what? Look at that. Um, you were right. Sarah, you are lucky. You won a Starbucks gift card. Look at that. Oh my gosh, she even won on this show? We yeah. never have a guest that wins. Oh my, you are the That's first crazy. guest that Super has lucky. ever by, won. I love it's it. All, all by chance. It's crazy. So. That's you, amazing. You can you even say take, uh, you have to take Caitlin Ruiz to coffee because she showed out from Advocate Healthcare on Twitter and in the chat. So she's the best. Well, uh, can we give uh, Caitlin a gift card too? Yeah. Yeah, sure. Okay, there you go. Yeah, let's do that. Perfect. Listen, this is a first. We've never Love had a it. guest. We've never had a guest win, and we've never had. Oh my gosh. Never, oh my gosh, and we've never given away three. So now we have a new. We have a new uh, bar. It's a bar has day. been raised, right? <laughs> well, Sarah, we really appreciate you. Thanks for being yeah, one of our influencers and changing healthcare in the world and the way that it operates around this. And uh, we're just uh, really uh, appreciate you for being part of our family here and, and really taking things to the next level. Um, so if people want to join you on social, where is, where do you, where do you prefer? Twitter is great. Um, I still am somebody who loves Twitter at LinkedIn and, and I'm on Instagram as well, but I would say Twitter and LinkedIn are my main ones. Go to, well, there you go. There's our handle up there on the screen and then everybody's going to get a phone now with all the information with today's articles, uh, a mention of all the winners from today, and then Sarah's handles of where you can uh, follow her and get more info. And she's an amazing speaker. So if you see her at a conference, I just welcome you to come out and hear her speak. So uh, with that being said, from all of us here in Chicago, uh, Chicago lands and Sarah's out here with us.
uh, yeah. in the uh, Social Jack Studios. Um, we just want to wish you all a great success in building your influence. And we'll see you online real soon. Take care, everybody. Bye. Bye.